Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and those of you with nothing better to do with an internet connection, Paul Johnson and Shane Hofer are proud to present the Total Stickcast. Buckle up and enjoy the unscripted, unadulterated neurosis. And three, two, one. Hello, Hi. hello. We're back again. Um, so I'm um, my uh, crap. Yeah, horrible, 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 awkward intro. Professional. Uh, anyway, professionalism up the wazoo. My name's Paul Johnson. Um, the create. I'm a vlogger, writer, freelance writer, all kinds of different crap. You can go to everythingpaul.net to get an eyeful of all of that. And with me, as always, despite the letter writing campaigns that have been started, uh, the maestro of our bonus episodes. It's Shane. Hi! I do voices. And I produce this show. You notice I didn't call it a shit show, because the last two have sounded good. Ah! Okay, okay. So, so, so not... it's, only a, it's only a piss show. When, okay, not, not, a shit, say, not a shit show anymore. I was going to say piss fest. Yeah, yeah we, we we've upgraded. Yeah. So I do voices. Um, I... Alright, here we go. Uh, and we've attempted to fix the mic issues that you may or may not know about, depending on how well I decide to edit. Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. this is the first time I have ever stopped a recording. It is. I mean, even when I'm recording voices, I don't stop recordings. Okay. So, all right. So my wife, is, her sister lives in England, married a British fellow. Really? They, yes, they wanted wow. to go uh, visit. This was a couple of years ago. And um, they went for three weeks. But the conversation was initially, let's all go for three weeks. Okay. And, well, if you kind of know me, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, 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 what am I going to do there? Mm. I'm thinking like, all right, well, I'd go watch a soccer game. Guess you know, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, you go to England, I think you go watch a soccer game. That's good get thinking. The, get the experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, get piss-ass drunk one night in some pub. Mm -hmm. Ideally starting a bar fight, or at least being involved in one. <laughs> I mean, going for the full British experience here. And after that, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot. Because I don't mm. care about Big Ben, the Crown Jewels, stuff like that. I could not care less. Okay. Like, bores the hell out of me. So, my wife and I had a sit-down talk, and I'm like, you know what? Instead of spending this money on me going to England, how about I get to build a computer with that money, and you guys go have fun? Mm-hmm. And after a week of thinking about it, she decided she didn't want to drag my miserable ass around England for three weeks, <laughs> bitching and complaining. Which I kind of hinted that that was going to be the end result if I went to England. <laughs> uh, okay, so you had some, some, some emotional ransom in there. I had a little emotional ransom. I, I didn't know that part of the story. I didn't. For the cost of... Um, what it was going to cost, you know, to fly over, and then you're staying in hotels, getting food, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. We had budgeted an amount of money for each of us, and I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to put this into a computer. Yeah. We decided that, so for the first time in my life, I got to go just overkill nuts. 
on a system. And so I have I have a monstrous gaming tower, gaming PC, and I used to uh, host um, sports radio uh, back in the day, and uh, my co-host at the time, the late Dan Rakuzan, uh, him and I, we talked about um, doing a sports cast again. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer, ended up passing away before we did anything with it. But I had bought some ridiculously expensive sound equipment. Just in case. Yeah. And because I could. Well, yeah, of course. Because my wife had just given me the green light to essentially go nuts. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I can shield the road uh, road microphones. Okay. The USB NT. All right, all right. It costs you're... way too much money. I was gonna say you're happy with it, and then you said that. You know, it's 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 ridiculously a good microphone, but mm-hmm. um, probably the best you can buy. That's a USB without um, transferring over and using uh, what are they called SRT microphones uh, or XLR. XLR. That's yeah. it. XLR. Yeah. Yeah, this is the best you can do with USB, pretty much. And okay. um, so that's why I, I always joke about that. And So I've got a really kick-ass gaming computer. Yes, yes. 4K, 60 frames a second, no problem. And you got it as an alternative to a trip to Europe. Yep. Yep. And I call that a super win for me. I think so too. I think that was a damn good deal for you. Didn't wind up doing something you didn't want to do. Like I don't. And know, do enjoy, I got stuff. Do you enjoy traveling, or no. is it like is okay? Because I was wondering, is it just the nature of where you were going, or is it traveling altogether? No, 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 no. I mean, I traveled a lo- enough playing hockey, and mm-hmm. I never enjoyed traveling. I don't like camping. I mean, if I gotta, if I have to go somewhere, I want a hotel with room service. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, we agree on this. We agree on this astronomically. So actually, that's that's shocking. I didn't think we would agree on something like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, we've evolved past the uh, need of camping. You yeah, know, sleeping in a tent. <laughs> right. You know, camping. Hey, the, the my idea is camping is building a big ass fire with a lot of beer. Okay. And sitting around the campfire with a few friends. That's mm-hmm. fine. I don't need the rest of it though. Yeah, that comes with the notion that you get to go home, right? Yeah, that comes with the notion of I'm not sleeping on the ground in the middle of the woods <laughs> pissing on a tree. Mm-hmm. Only to have a raccoon, you know, try, try and take my eyes out. Yeah, no, no, no. Idea. Unless you're homeless or occupying something, there's there's not much reason to sleep in a tent outside. No, and no. so I, I don't get it. Well, I get it. I, I do get why people enjoy I do get why people enjoy it. it. It's a different experience. You're out and about. It's completely different from your home life. Yeah. They well, say no, fashion. not really. It's my wife still bitching at me to do stuff, except for it's chopped firewood instead of something <laughs> there else. You, you know, it's... <laughs> No, my wife really likes camping, and uh, my my father and his uh, girlfriend are really into it and stuff like that, but I don't know. I agree with you. It's just getting really, really dirty. Like, it's like, in, unless you're, like, into survivalism or something like that, then I guess that's, like, the cool form of it, you know? But, I mean, that's, that's, it is, it is to, you, you know, should do it. it you should do it once or twice. What it, it, you should is. do it once or twice and learn how to use an axe, learn how to build a fire. That's just good experience to, for not to, to have that in the, in your back pocket if yeah. you ever needed it. I mean, but... 
I mean, let's face it, the average person dumped in a survival situation, don't move. Stay yeah. there. <laughs> Just stay where you are, let the search and rescue find you. Yeah. 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 No, no. You have a cell phone, they'll find you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I mean, you should try it. Mm -hmm. If you never have, have, you might like it. Yeah. You know, you might really like it. It's, you know, it's for a lot of people. It's like, a, for, it's... for me, I like fishing. Okay. I don't need to catch any fish, mm -hmm. but I could literally sit on a lawn chair at the edge of the river, throw a line out. Doesn't even have to have a hook on it. <laughs> that with a you know a nice uh, cooler full of frosty drinks. Yeah, and it's just to enjoy kind of the peace. Right? Yeah, That's and spend six doing. hours just doing nothing. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. See, I like, think that's that's, that's what relaxing. See. That's what people see in camping. I think. Yeah. Is that it's just that for four days, but it's not. It's getting dirtier and dirtier. It's not having a bathroom. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, I don't like wiping my ass with an acorn. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> You've had some rough camping experiences, haven't you? <laughs> um, no, actually, no, actually, most of my camping experiences have been adequate. Okay, adequate, fine, you might say. No, no, not not fine. No, oh. no, 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 no. Adequate. It's uh, definitely I... below fine. <laughs> I thought I was gonna slide that one in there. For I you, survived. But... <laughs> well, that's good. That's really when you look at camping. That is essentially the point of it. You're just yeah. making it easier on yourself by buying some stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I I like I like roasting marshmallows as much as the next guy, but <laughs> you know, or you know, throw a hot dog over the fire on a stick and. You know, sure, that's that that part's great. It's all the setup and takedown and everything mm -hmm. in between that just really sucks. And like you kind of said, you can do that in the backyard without uh, having to sleep outside that night. Yeah, you can really... have a couple beer and sit by the fire. Yeah, I just don't understand the point of it. But I mean, um, going back to your point in traveling, not a whole lot. I, I don't care about architecture. I don't care about. Um, visiting museums or anything like that if i okay. go somewhere traveling i'll if it's in the states for example i probably want to go catch a baseball game or a football game wherever it is i'm going but yeah that that's about it i don't know sports isn't a big thing to me but i, I i'm not a big fan of the idea of traveling i like being at home like i feel something very comfortable like you spend your life trying to build you know what I mean like things and possessions and things that you're comfortable with and like I think like you're supposed to be comfortable at home getting away from that shouldn't be the goal I I'm, I'm way more comfortable in my own home I think that's common with a lot of people though kind of like they're more like me I don't know if that's a thing no or not, I but... think we're in the minority you think you I think... think we're in the minority wait you are or I am both of us. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I'd, ra I'd rather, again, I'd rather stay at home and do something fun for me. Yeah, I yeah, totally agree with that. I don't know, I think you are um, might be more in the minority, because I hear that kind of mentality a lot from people that write things or uh, YouTube people, that kind of stuff, uh, where it's just like, like, my home is my space, that's where I want to be. I feel like there's, you'd have more people um, in, in your brigade, should I say, that would be more... Um, no, nah, not in the general populace. I have normal friends. And they oh. go on, uh, and they go on vacations, and they do all this sort of stuff. And no, I'm the outlier on that. Okay. I, I'm pretty confident in saying we're in the minority of. Sweet. Yeah, but that's okay. okay. 
Yeah. That's yeah, it's okay. okay. I'm comfortable this way. I'm I'm okay. I got to go to Manitoba this month. Ooh. That's where some of this is coming from. Yeah. That's exciting. Oh, Mosquitoes so exciting, that you it? need anti-aircraft gun to take care of. <laughs> I, well, I I'm not even worried about the mosquito. Well, I'm not camping, God forbid, but I'm not I'm not even worried about the mosquito. I got to go there to see people and I don't like seeing people. People are just horrible, judgmental creatures. I, I, I prefer not to associate with you're them. You're going to go see family. That's why I'm doing. a writer and I work from home. Cause I don't see, do you're going to go see... You have to go visit family is what you have to do. <laughs> How'd you guess? Uh, I have to go visit family that I married into. So here's, here's the trick that I did for 15-odd years. Hmm, okay. They scheduled all the family reunion crap and the family getaway, like the extended family stuff. Yeah. They... They scheduled it for the exact same weekend as the provincial championships. So I had extra motivation all season. <laughs> so no for like doubt. 14 straight years, we made the provincial championships because oh, if I got to travel somewhere, I'd rather be playing hockey. Oh, fuck, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what has gotten into Hooper? Look at him go. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's playing well. <laughs> He's motivated to get there. <laughs> oh, God. Is it the fear of God or the fear of social interaction with strangers? <laughs> well, it's just um, a lot of it is, um, for me, I'm the city kid. Yeah. And okay. I have nothing in common with them. Well, they, they're pretty, let, let's just face it, you know, they're the beer is water, and mm. they're all farmers. And yeah. I actually like being out at the farming. To be honest with you, I, I quite enjoy going out to the farm. That's my exception to the camping-ish thing. Okay. Is I don't mind out being out working on the farm and working with the cattle, working with the horses, stuff like that. That's actually quite relaxing at times. You grew up on a dairy farm, didn't you? Didn't no, you say that? No, 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 no. I'm the city kid. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, now I gather that in the context. No, no, no. I'm the. I'm. I'm city born, you know, born and raised essentially. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But the re all of my family is farm. Mm. And then mm. there's me. Yeah. And um, there, there, there are times where there's philosophical differences and other interesting differences that it's just like that's ah, not working, you know. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, you know, it's great, like, uh, we had a little bit for my dad's retirement last year, but we went out to my brother's place, it's just north of the city. Okay. There were a lot of people there, and literally I sat down and kind of smiled and nodded to my head with everybody's conversation for six hours. So, mm hmm You know. That, okay. that, that's it. And Sounds a lot like me! Yeah. <laughs> and you have to do it occasionally. Yeah, at least once. This is the first time that side of the family is meeting me or seeing me at all. Whereas consoles are perfect if you just want to hook it up to your TV, plug a game in, and play it. Yeah. If you want to do that, yeah, consoles are fine. If you like to have a little more control of what you're doing and be able to do other things with it, <clears throat> productive things. Video you, editing. Yeah. You just can't beat a computer. No. And um, they game particularly well if you have a good setup. Well, I'm enjoying Stalker still. 
Yeah, how's Stalker going? I made it a little farther than I was last time, but I don't I don't play for very long on end. Like how's I said, the story? I, like I said, I have creative guilt. So once I start playing something for half an hour, I'm like, oh god, I have other things I need to do. I need to stop doing this. I'm a bad person, and then I stop. How's um, the background story in Stalker? So far, so good. Like I said, I'm still quite early on. Like I'm sure if I had done like three straight hours, I would be twice as far as I am. Uh, but every time I start again, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta go over here, and then I do, you know. So I mean, I, the story's pretty good so far. I mean, do you have you played it through very recently? No, no. Okay. No, it's been a while. So it wouldn't matter if I told you where I was really one way or the other. No, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm very, very recent. I'm very new. I've, I've full, only fully completed, I think, two things. Well, but you've enjoyed it. Like, oh, but I've definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, and That's I am good. enjoying the story as much of it as I've, I've been able to, you know, absorb in my short play. But uh, largely, I just like the fact that it's not that hard to go to keyboard and mouse. But, yeah. but I think we talked about that a lot in the. Yeah, we talked episode. about keyboard and mouse um, and how that works. Yeah, no doubt. Why the hell a fifth Rambo? We've kind of covered that. Fuck. But yeah, that just like it's just it's it, it should be ironic. Like if they're gonna keep trying to continue pumping these things out, because there was never um, a franchise industry like there is now. You know what I mean? Like or just now, even as in the last thirty years or whatever. Like franchising was never as big of a thing. Now that there is, if they're gonna be that bold to be like, yeah, we can still make. Stallone into Rambo or whatever. Like, if they're gonna go and do that, why not change the genre then? Do something that hasn't been, make it a different kind of movie, or try something different. Because right now, it can't not be a parody of itself. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of uh, original. There, you've seen more reboots and remakes. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not even talk about Ghostbusters. Um, nah. Fuck. I um, haven't seen the new one. Maybe we, maybe don't, we can watch the new one no. and we'll talk about it next week. I, I will fight you. Or Thursday for a bonus episode. I will fight you <laughs> to prevent from what, being forced to watch that piece of shit. Uh, I'm not a movie goer. Yeah. I'm not, I don't go to the theater very much. I don't want to say I'm completely not a movie person exactly, but I, I'm not a big movie. I'm more into television. Let's put it that way. You want to know what the last movie I saw in the theater was? Uh, go ahead. I'm trying to remember what mine was. What was yours? Rumble in the Bronx. Holy shit! <laughs> so what was that, 25 years ago? 20 years ago? Wow, yeah, about there. Dear God. Probably closer to 25. That was the last movie you saw in the theaters. Yep. Amazing. Okay. And I will explain the logic to this. Okay. There now, I understand theaters today have gotten a little more comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, a lot more comfortable. Yeah. But, so, I can go pay 15 bucks or whatever it is to get into a movie, pay another 15 bucks for popcorn and drinks and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Or, I can kick my feet up on my Lazy Boy watch a movie in front of my 55-inch TV with complete uh, Dolby THX surround sound mm -hmm. and be able to pause it and go pee whenever I feel <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And, and really, that's what it comes down mm -hmm. to. It's just that I have control over everything and it's more comfortable. It's kind of the same as going on vacation. Like, why would I do it over there when I could do it over here, comfortable, and sleep in my bed? 
when I'm done. Like, what? Like, no, no, I can, I can agree with that to an extent. I think the reason to go see something in theaters, I mean, now everybody has TVs, everybody can access movies. That's not the drive. It's think, not like you're watching it on a 21-inch box. Yeah, exactly. Like TVs were 25, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. And I mean, going from that to watching something on a big screen in the theater, okay, that's a pretty, that's an impressive change. Yeah. But now, like, I mean, you can buy a 52-inch TV, 4K TV at Costco for $600. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. At the, uh, you know, that's perfectly, perfectly big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I have a nice Logitech surround sound system. <laughs> hey, Logitech. Yeah. She'll she'll life again, you know. Come on, keep send me something. <laughs> yeah. Don't keep sending you things. They haven't sent you anything. Yeah, send no, me they got things it. now. <laughs> yeah, come on, send me something. I'll I'll shill it. But um, and it's as good a quality as I'm going to get from the theater as well. Yeah, sound wise. Mm-hmm. And you don't if, if you got the awkward thing if you're not sitting in the right part of the theater you kind of got to swing your head back and forth to see shit and and you I'm gotta... six foot six mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm six six now and I understand it's gotten a little more comfortable probably for bigger guys than yeah than it used to be but in the old days number one I'm six foot six if there's some poor twelve year old kid behind me he's screwed yeah. And I feel He's, bad. I, yeah, I actually yes. feel bad about that. Plus, there's not enough leg room for me. Yeah. So without kicking the guy in front of me in the back of the head, you know, there's not enough room for me to stretch out and be comfortable. You're so, doomed to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would I pay for that? No. No. I I understand that. I can yeah. see that definitely. You know, like, just to see it, and you know, instead of waiting a few months, it'll be on some sort of streaming service. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that's really the pull now to go to a theater. Is It's just that you see it before everybody else. So if you're involved in all, like if you're susceptible to all that mass marketing and stuff like that, well, you've been hearing this movie's coming for a year. You've been hearing this movie's coming for a year. If you can see it six months before it comes out on DVD or whatever, there's a reason to go. I, you know what I mean? But to me, that's not enough. That's the only you. reason. I've had that, to wait. That, that's the only reason. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps if there's an IMAX 3D something crazy yeah. going on with that, that would be an experience to see it like that. Yeah. I could understand that. Mm-hmm. I went to an animation festival one time. There was a, a theater arrangement like that, too. So there's something else. You don't get to see that. That's not going to come out on video. Like, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, if there's a special event, but, um, you know, like, uh, the, what... Infinity Wars, the new Marvel movie. Okay. Don't care. Are, no. And yeah. it's full of spo- Oh. So, um, you wanted to talk about a camera. I wanted to talk about a camera. I have, and I didn't prepare this ahead. This is probably some. I'm not a camera guy, have. so I'm not a camera guy. So this uh, is okay. going to be something new to me. I have something here that is an Acaso. I'm assuming is how they Casio? say themselves. Nope. It's A K A S O. A Casso. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. Okay. An E K seven thousand. Now, what this thing is is it's a knockoff, a very knockoffy knockoff 
of a GoPro. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got this little thing for just under a hundred bucks. Okay. And it comes in a, a full kit with like the helmet mount gear and like it comes with just scads and scads of extras, which I was afraid that, oh, okay, that's because the camera came out of a bubblegum machine. I get it, right? Sure. So I, uh, so I, I figured, but now I fired up this camera about three times now I've used it. I've used it to catch footage of our, of our animals, like uh, the, the bunny and that kind of stuff, and because I can put it in places where I wouldn't necessarily want to put a camera because of dust and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I, I've actually used it for that a couple times. Haven't put it underwater or anything just yet, but it does come with the case and all that. I plan on testing it in water soon. Um, and it's been freaking dynamic. It's 4K, Ultra HD, Wi-Fi, uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm reading the front. But it and is. basically a Chinese knockoff. Chinese knockoff. But I am very impressed at how well it works. Well, that's good. The um, image quality is good. The battery doesn't last very long. But again, with the there's some applications you would need a GoPro to last a long time. But there's also some applications where you really don't because you do need a GoPro. <laughs> you well, know what do you like what do you need quick. What do you mean by it doesn't last a long time? What's the time frame we're talking about? Uh, on a totally fresh battery, uh, I would say probably about half hour ish. Maybe more. Ooh, that, is, that is a little low. but So it's quite low, but on the same token, if you're doing something like zip lining or falling out of the sky or something, you're not falling for half an hour. That's true. You know, like, so for a lot of things you would use a GoPro for. Now, if you're that extreme and you're like a mountain bike racer or something, well, fuck you, go spend a thousand bucks on your GoPro, of course. You know that what I mean? But that obviously makes sense. But if you need a GoPro for a few random things, maybe you're filming the kids swimming or something like that, or like whatever, this little thing is awesome. Uh, and for a hundred dollars, it's. Yeah! If it works, right? Yeah, and seriously. I've never been, I've never been shy about uh, Asian knockoffs. The. The biggest problem with them is often that you just have to. It takes four or six weeks to get here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't go to the time. store and buy one. But yeah, yes. you know, often if you uh, do enough research on the company, you can get a pretty good idea on their products. Mm hmm. So, and what's this, this company's had, name called this again? This thing had great little reviews and everything. I'm going to spell it A K A S O. That's A Casu. Yeah, A Casu. That's Acaso. what I'm calling it. Or All right, Acaso, you know, we're shilling for you. Yeah, I really send Paul something. Camera so far. I really send Paul something. Camera. Yeah, send me something. Send me more batteries, even. There you go. Yeah, send them. Yeah. Send them a. Send them a longer life battery, and yeah. and we'll review it. Send me the one you're still testing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh I, no, I got no problem with um, buying stuff uh, specifically to the Asian market. Mm -hmm. I mean. 90% of it is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, I don't for... want to hope. Uh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I don't want to hope on, like, Asian, specifically Asian knockoff stuff one way or the other. But, I mean, a lot of stuff, like, if it seems too cheap to be true, I'm often scared of it because a lot of times there is something wrong with it. You know, like, the plastic's brittle. Something isn't going to, you know, something's wrong with it, and it just doesn't work right. Um, in this case, I was really worried about the quality of the image. Because a lot of times when you get cheap-ass little cameras, they're just horrific. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, like, you get a cheap little pen camera or something like that. They make them for 500 and they make them for 50 bucks. You get the one for 50 bucks, you can't even see anything on the damn thing. Yeah. You know? And that's where reading reviews and yeah, trying to get as much information ahead of time as you can is always mm -hmm. a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I never hesitate with that if it's got good reviews. and Because... It, you want to know who I use as my review group? 
Who's that? For that for those products? Yeah, who's that? The Russians. Oh, really? Because they're getting them directly. They're getting them in often in stores because it's, you know, China and Russia have a trade agreement. Okay. So you can often read a lot of Russian reviews and um, because they can get those products right away yeah. and they can give you a good idea. When I'm uh, researching, uh, say, a four or five year old graphics card mm -hmm. um, to decide if it's something that can go into one of my computer builds... Often I'm getting Russian reviews because instead of feeling the need to, oh my god, I gotta buy the greatest and latest and all that, I get a lot of Russian reviews that are going, yeah, we're still using this five year old's graphics card on this game and this is what we're getting. Nice. Okay, okay. So all of a sudden I go, well, shit, that one works pretty well. We can use that. Mm -hmm. And I found that as uh, my resource. Um, so yeah, to the Russian people. Yeah, thanks. Keep reviewing stuff. <laughs> to the Russian people. Yeah. Keep reviewing no, that's, stuff. That's very cool, though. That's I'm sure there's. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know that kind of that are involved in building stuff like that. But I'm also sure there's a lot of people that don't know that. No, like, I never no. Would have thought about that. Neither did I until I started watching a few. Okay, that's really awesome advice. Actually, I hope that helps somebody in a sense. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yeah, uh, Bruins Marchand, I think I'm Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand decided to lick a Tampa Bay player, and I actually don't know who that player is offhand because I'm not a hockey guy. I'd have to like actually look it up, but I don't care. He licked a guy. But what shocks me more than anything is it's not even. In, it's not like it's the heat of Pat. He. This isn't the first time he's licked somebody. Did you know that? Yep. <laughs> This is not the first time he's licked somebody. So that is just fucking... If licking one person wasn't bad enough, the fact this is like your thing is totally just shitty and disrespectful and everything. But I'm curious as a hockey person where you sit on this. Because it's easy enough to be like, you don't lick people. Bad manners, Bradley, go to your room. But I mean... Oh, on Twitter. Like, What's that? Are you referring to what I said on Twitter? Oh, no, I just mean in general. Like, as not a hockey fan, it's easy oh. enough to know it's wrong to lick somebody. But, yeah, yeah. you know, as a hockey person, where do you stand? Yeah. Okay. As a hockey player, um, Brad Marchand licks me. I'm punching his teeth down his throat. Oh, I can't um, I can't believe the self-control of that guy, by the it way. It was Ryan Callahan, I believe. I think it was. That, that was miraculous. And yeah, the, the uh, self-control there is far beyond anything I would have had. Mm -hmm guy deserves a medal i i we'd be throwing if you did that <laughs> you know that that's all i'm saying um now fortunately the nhl has kind of set down that yes this now it is a mis it no hesitation it's going to be a misconduct okay. and it's reviewable for suspension good so that will probably end this and brad marchand is a hell of a player okay like hell of a player team canada like good player, but he's a he's a pest. That's part of his job, uh, is to piss people off and try and get them to take a penalty against them. To an extent, I mean, I think that can be a characteristic, but I mean, it shouldn't be a gimmick. I mean, you're a hockey player; you shouldn't be a gimmick. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. If you can get onto the other guy's skin, uh, where they're concentrating more on you than they are on the play, mm -hmm. that can be a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. Um, have, have you seen basketball? 
Yes, I have. Okay, okay. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> that's exactly. Thank God you've seen that because that's all I can think of. I have no analogy for this that isn't that movie. <laughs> exactly. That's, I, that's I'll, gotta be a line. Like you can. I'll give you a. Sp- I'll Go give ahead. you a legitimate hockey one. Go ahead. Um. So if you look up the videos, it was about um ten years ago. Sean Avery versus Martin Brodeur. Okay. And Sean Avery, pain in the ass. Uh, forward. Nobody likes him. Nobody still likes him. There's a reason for it. But what he did in the playoff series, it was the Rangers and the Devils, was generally if you're screening the goaltender, you're going to be facing where the puck is. Yeah. Sean Avery turned around, stood in front of Martin Brodeur, the goaltender, started waving his arms and <laughs> back to the play. Okay. So, the whole thing. And nobody knew what to do. No shit. It okay. never happened before. They <laughs> changed. They added the rule to say that's an unsportsmanlike penalty, and they, you know, got rid of that right away. But every now and then, you're gonna see somebody push the envelope and try and do something that. Yeah. But Brad Marchand, no. Uh, the licking thing to me, I don't know how that wasn't called a match penalty because it's the same thing as spitting on someone. Yeah, that's what you said on Twitter. I yeah, was that and... the same as that? And I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, felt bad for the referees because what do you do? I mean, yeah. you could get like I'm surprised you didn't get an unsportsmanlike penalty in some fashion. The they saw it too. Like I think he should have too. Just the situation, like a. But like, uh, to me, it was worse than the situation. Like, I can see having a split-second altercation with somebody turning around and spitting at them or something like that. I can see how that's like you you can reflect on that after the fact and be like, yes, I shouldn't have done that. That was an asshole thing to do. But the way it just goes on, it, like, he tempts him into it. Like, he just wants him close enough to taste him. You know, like, it's just... But that's okay. You that's can get into somebody's so face. Unsportsmanlike to me. That's no, you so can get into somebody's face yeah, and you can tell them. them what you're going to do. Yeah, don't lick that's them. That's the point. Yeah. Yes. Like, no, that that mm-hmm. was well beyond the line. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that's well beyond the line <laughs> um, of acceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. And because it was a playoff game, yeah. that's why the fists weren't flying. Yeah, I assumed as much. Because you're t- I can imagine. you never want to take the extra penalty in an altercation. Mm-hmm. And whatever he does is going to be with him for it's going to be with him forever. Now, so I mean, well, no, the, from Ryan Callahan's perspective. Yeah, say, well, I would say, say Marshawn licks him. Callahan drops the gloves and starts feeding them. Mm-hmm. If the referee doesn't see the lick, Callahan's yeah. going to the penalty box. Yeah, I suppose so. I was going to say also though the risk of just fucking losing it. Oh yeah! You're not fighting over. I mean, I'm not saying sports isn't, but you're not fighting over the thing that just happened. On the, you're fighting over something you would have fought about in a bar or anywhere. You yeah, know what like, I mean? Like for him to keep it to hockey fighting would be the fear I also have. Well, like, I'll tell you right now, you also have to pick your target because if Brad Marchand did that to Ty Domi back in the day, <laughs> Ty Ty would have fed name. him. <laughs> Ty would have fed him about 15 shots pretty quick, and there would no longer be a problem. But um, again, because it's the playoffs, you're trying, you're doing everything you can to maintain your own discipline to not take an extra penalty to hurt your team. Uh, And if that happened in the regular season, Ryan Callahan would have punched him right square in the mouth, Mm -hmm. guaranteed. 
Oh fuck! I don't. Uh, so many props to him. So many props to him for not for react for being as professional as he was yeah, about he, the situation. That's like, what hockey players do. That is the opposite. He is as sportsmanlike as Michon was not. You know, he he yeah. went over and above to be a good. And I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna see another licking issue. Well, better not. Now that the league stupid. set down the policy of okay, this is not. This is not acceptable, and we are going to start adding discipline to it. Yeah. So that'll get rid of that. And like anything, when you see something that never happened before, sometimes you just kind of got to go, okay, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Tukaras skate breaking. Yeah. Yeah, but like something you, said, you don't see. Change. You yeah, said that's but, not going to change anything, no. though. Yeah. But it's something new you just don't see. Yeah, yeah. So. And when that happens, there needs to be a new rule, apparently. Yep, you need to assess what's in place and do we have to make a change. Mm-hmm. To, in the skate case, no change is needed. In the Marchand case, yes, they needed to address it as a... as a... as a... make sure that it's getting called as some sort of penalty. Yeah, and that's totally rational uh, to me, too. I mean, I mean uh, equipment failure like the skate... Like you said, you can you can construct an equipment failure if you need to, but I mean, yeah. it's not going to be as common as being like, oh yeah, spit, lick, do what you want to people. You know, that's setting a bad precedent. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Oh, and that's all it is, and Brad Marchand pushed the line. Mm-hmm. He didn't get suspended, he didn't get penalized for it, so... It, it shocks again. me. It shocks me. It, it doesn't shock me. That's the first time, I guess, because I get. I'm happy. Yeah, I don't recall that. I'm happy people. Uh, I've seen guys blow other. kisses and stuff like yep. that, really close. Yeah. And that, and you know, whatever. And I can see that as being like, uh, you, you sure antagonize them. You know what I mean? Like I can. Those were that line between basketball and reality. You know what yes, I mean? Like, yes, like absolutely. Antagonize all you want. <clears throat> Say shit about his mother. Do what you gotta. But licking somebody is a whole different fucking level. That's like yeah. pissing on them. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and if you haven't seen basketball, go watch basketball. Oh yeah, early we we never met, but yeah, it's early. Uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I can't think of Matt's name. Uh, Trey South Parker Park and Matt guys. Stone, the South Park guys. Yeah, and uh, it's really funny. If you and if you if you've seen Orgasmo and you haven't seen basketball, or if you've seen basketball and you haven't seen Orgasmo, watch both of them. Yep. Yeah, yep. you've seen Orgasmo. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to make sure Bloodsport was the last movie you saw in theaters, right? No. Oh! Okay. Rumble in the Bronx. Jackie Chan. I was so close. Not really. I was close. Well, I suppose... Pow, pow, punch, punch. They all happened within a few years of each other. (laughs) Yeah, okay. There There is pow, pow, punch, punch involved. Crap. I thought it was Bloodsport. That's why I made the Frank Dukes reference in the opening. That was the lead character in Bloodsport. I was letting you. I was letting you feel good about yourself. Well, that, that just false. The longer you let me feel good about myself, and then I discover that I was wrong, then I the, the harder I fall. Right? And the harder I laugh. Oh, okay. Well, carry on then. Um. So, uh, you we. I know we got a few things to talk about. I got like four things written down to talk about this. Uh, this week, possibly. Oh, I guess five things because I didn't even write one of them down. Uh, one of them was your suggestion, but what are you pissed off about this week? You seem grumbly overall. What's what's in your bonnet? Joey fucking Vado. 
Okay, that's on my list. Okay, sure. Let's go for it. Uh, Hit the lottery. Well, I'm trying to keep myself calm. If you hadn't heard, Joey Votto kind of made some statements of, uh, I don't really care about Canadian baseball, I don't care about my history in Canada, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I heard about this. As a... I'm going to speak for everybody who's ever represented their country or tried and worked their ass off to get to that point to represent their country. Yeah. Fuck you, Joey Votto. <laughs> um, that seems to be the synopsis. And now he apologized the next day. Yeah. It doesn't fix everything. There's a lot of... uh, He he really uh, fucked up. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a happy camper. I'm very insulted by that. And it would be Punch Joey Votto in the face day. Okay. It's uh, where I'm you, at. Are you just pissed off in general because of the state? Or did you, do you know, like, have you followed him in any way prior to now? Like, are you a fan? He's a baseball, right? He's a baseball yeah. player? Yeah. Uh, are you a baseball fan? Yep. But okay. uh, he, Joey is probably the best first baseman the country's ever produced. Okay. So this is personal. <laughs> Not like apart from it just being a Canadian thing. Like, No, no. It that. wouldn't matter the sport or who it was. Um,. I come from a culture, mm-hmm. especially in hockey, that if you're not injured or you don't have a child on the way and you get called to represent your country, you go. Okay. Perfect example is as much as I hate Connor McDavid, you know what? The Oilers were eliminated from the playoffs. Connor McDavid was asked, he might be the best player in the league. He might not have to do it. But yep, there he is. Okay. He's uh he went to play with Team Canada, I'm assuming, or? Yeah, at the World yeah, Championships. Okay. okay, I don't I have no idea who he is. That's too deep of a cut with hockey for me. I don't know who that guy is at all. But just smile, nod your head. Yeah, I am. I am, but the podcast yeah. the podcast audience can't see that. So. so like I'm not even in funny fake rage cry closet mode. Yeah. Like I'm bothered by this. This is punch somebody in the mouth mode. It's a shitty thing to say. I don't dispute that at all. It's, Incredibly yeah. stupid. It is. And Ill-conceived. He, and he, I'm sure he realizes it. And I'm trying yeah. to stay calm on it. But... Mm. The apology The apology seems like he knows, like, whether sincerity aside or otherwise, like, none of that about... He just knows he fucked up. Like, that's definitely certain he knows he fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And... Okay. So, but uh, so my, he played mad. most. Yeah, I don't blame him. He played most of his career in the states, though, right? That's the, yeah. That's why what sparked his statement or whatever, right? That's what he was trying to get across. Well, generally, if you're a Canadian kid, you go to U.S. college. Okay, for uh, baseball. Yeah. Okay. There's a because you remember uh, in a lot of the states in the southern states, baseball can be played a lot longer than it can up here when it's still snowing in April. True. Yeah. So often you go to a U.S. college. Mm -hmm. So he's not unique for that then? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's that's a pretty standard route. Okay. There needed to be something else said, though. There definitely needed to be. He really threw Canada under the bus, I agree, because I read the statements and that kind of stuff. And and yeah, I agree, because I knew you were going to bring this up. I've just, uh, like, 
I can't even do the feign cry closet mm-hmm. annoyed. Like, I'm just pissed. So what's he got to do now to make this fight? I don't think they're... He needs to... Well, he could shut up, and when yeah. the country calls on him to play, play. Yeah. You know, he okay. didn't play in the last World Baseball Classic. I don't think he played in the one before that. Just like, ah, uh, no, I want to work on my game and training camp. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think if you've ever gotten to a level where you have the opportunity to represent your country or you're working to do that and you don't make it, you're insulted by what was said. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand. You put everything, you wear that, you wear that badge. Yeah. 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 Somebody else who, who should have been wearing that badge kind of spit on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what we do. Mm -hmm. As Canadians, that's not what we do. Yeah, his um. I noticed in his apology, he said a lot of things people don't always say, and and like apologies like that. Talked about jealousy. Talked about this and the other thing. That hey, I felt like at least with the apology, he made himself more uh, vulnerable than a lot of people do, rather than just having a flat out press release. That was a matter of some things were taken out of context. You know, we're, we're sorry you were offended. Bye bye. You know, like I felt like it was a pretty vulnerable and personal apology. At least, were you? Did you have something for the apology? Like, did you feel something from the apology at least? Well, that's what's kept it from a gunshot to a punch in the face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, there's not much he can do to um, recover from that. Just shut up and let action speak louder than words. Yeah. Never say another word. And yeah, um, I'm uh, trying to restrain, uh, trying to trying to keep myself in a. not going on a wild ramble. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think you've I think you've explained why it's offensive. And I think yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. I I mean, I even understood re- reading it. And I'm not a sports person one way or the other. You don't have to be though. I can I can see that. I'm not even a major you know gigantic rah rah. I don't have a Canadian flag on my forehead or anything. But I I I understand that. I totally do. That makes good yeah. sense. Um. Okay. Okay. So we can walk away from that. You think? Right? Yeah. I think we just leave that be. Go Jets. If you're playing a sport to play at the highest levels of it, yeah, that's a different animal. If you're playing it for the purpose of uh, making it a career, making it a making it your future. Not even that. It's um, with uh, what I played. I mean, last show i mentioned you know like the provincial championships yeah every year they're at the same weekend you know we (laughs) made that we would go to the western canadian championships uh there's national championships world championships and you have aspirations to do that it's a significant part of your life you have to put a lot of time into it i'm sure i'm sure wow well you know Congratulations for the time you spent in there. <laughs> yeah. Ow! Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and enjoy standing up in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Wow. I'm just going to wow. lay back and cry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Speaking of laying back, um, laying back and not standing up, uh, thought something else we maybe touch on for the hell of it because I didn't have a great lot of things that were pissing me off this week. I thought maybe we talk a little bit about sleep paralysis. With all and as I started to think about that, because sleep paralysis. Okay, just go by. Hello, Ossifer. Yeah, I know. That was so loud. It was just obnoxious. It's like there's no point in me even talking. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. No, because sleep paralysis is kind of an issue for me at times. I control it 99% of the time, but different life events and stuff will trigger it. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, and then I thought of you uh, with a uh, history of head injuries and this and the other thing, concussions, this and all that stuff is always, you know, seizures and sleep disorders, that kind of stuff, head injuries are always linked. They're kind of, they sit in a basket together, and if they rub together, that's unfortunate. Have you ever experienced anything with, like, having your dreams affected or sleep paralysis or anything like that? No, I've never been affected by sleep paralysis. Um, just insomnia. Okay. Uh, my dreams are boring. <laughs> really? Oh, Seriously, so I so there hasn't been an entertaining dream in at least 10 years, I would imagine. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I know tend- that's sad. It kind of is. I tend not to remember my dreams a lot. Like, there's times where I wake up for, like, the first second. I'm like, yeah, I know I dreamt, and there it goes. Damn yeah, that's um, normal. And when I tend to remember my dreams, unfortunately, I don't tend to dream a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I tend to dream a lot of weird and bizarre situations. Um, and also, I have a history of feeling pain in my dreams, which is Neat. just... Which is, it's neat, but it's not, when you don't dream about good things, it's not, like, if I just stub my toe, I'd be like, oh, that's neat. But when I have, like, a knife sticking out of my stomach, I'm like, this isn't so neat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It is. And something else really weird that I've experienced, too, is uh, muscle memory from dreams, where an injury I sustain in a dream, I continue to feel, like, not feel full bore. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, like, I wake up in pain, but I can still feel that spot. Like, if you burn yourself or hurt yourself, like, three hours later, you feel the bruising or whatever. Like well, I that's can probably because you tense that. up the muscle. Yeah, most likely. But you it's tense very, up the muscle, it's going to be sore for a little bit afterwards. It's very surreal, and uh, it's a very uh, and it's a very different experience. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll tell you that. the worst one I've done. Okay, hit me. I tore a rotator cuff sleeping. What? Yep. Okay, how did you do that? I have no idea. Oh, well, obviously, well, you were sleeping, but I presumed, like, if you I, I woke up, up and I went, well, my arm hurts, okay. and I tore my right rotator cuff playing baseball. Oh, So I, okay. I knew, I knew what, what that felt like. Yeah. I woke up, my left shoulder's hurting, and I'm like, gee, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, can't, uh, if you tear your rotator cuff, it's an interesting thing, because if you hang your arm straight down, or you go straight in front of you 90 degrees, okay. you're, it's okay. Go yeah. forward, backward, 90 degrees. As soon as you bring that above 90 degrees, it's like somebody's stabbing you in the shoulder. Lovely. So raising your arm, just not mm-hmm. not happening. No. It hurts like hell. And so I'm sitting there, and I raise my left arm. I'm like, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Go to the doctor and go to the family doctor because there's not a lot you can do about it. It's not like you do a surgery to really fix it. It'll heal on its own. Okay. And... We do the test, and he's looking at you. How'd you do that? You're left-handed. <laughs> or, like, you're right-handed. Yeah. And I'm like, I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, so God. for six months, I had to sleep in the basement on the Lazy Boy, keep my left arm between what? the cushions, oh, geez. keep it from moving at night. Seriously? That's oh, absurd. Yeah. Oh, 
That must have been a very uncomfortable sleep. No, I got a good lazy boy. Okay, still. <laughs> good God. I was like sleeping in the hospital. That's a, Wow. It's not ideal, but... No, it's not ideal by any such... And your arm is trapped. I feel like there's a potential for that to do more... Like, if you try to move it, that you stand almost a potential of hurting it also, because it's restrained. Well, Isn't just... That a... Well, you know what? It was probably a dream of goaltending, making a glove save, whipping my arm around, and snap. Oh, shit. <laughs> I guess so. Well, that's probably not unrealistic, right? Because, I mean, that's... Yeah, like, anything... I have no idea what caused it. Like, when you're working really long hours and stuff, I know this is common, this is something that's happened to me, but I, I, I know it happens to a lot of people um, as well. You, uh, when you're working a lot of hours at a really repetitive job and stuff, you'll sometimes dream a continuation of your day and just keep doing those same repetitive tasks in a dream where you're just filling out paperwork, or you're just, you know, clicking something on a computer or whatever, just continuously. Um, so, yeah, that's quite likely. I mean, I could, you got the muscle memory for hockey and stuff. Maybe that's exactly what happened. Who knows? And... Sometimes if oh no okay give me one second I gotta go grab the door. All right, so he ramble incoherently to the audience. All right, so he got his monthly supply of porn. Fantastic. All right, um, let's do something odd and odd for me. Saturday, Cleveland Cavaliers are at home against the Boston Celtics. They're down two games to none. Put your money on Cleveland in Game Three. Just a hunch. Hi, Paul. Hi. Um, it's not really a mannequin. I just thought I'd commit myself to that. Woo, no, just mannequin. cocaine. Okay. Just cocaine. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. So if I'm lucky enough with sleep paralysis, I don't know what she said in between. It's going to seem like I'm totally ignoring I was, was talking about basketball. Oh, you're talking about basketball? Okay. Yeah, I gave some betting like... advice. Oh, okay, cool. That's legal now, I guess, or whatever. It's going to be legal. It's going to be. It's yeah. They're talking about it. Yeah, whatever. We'll deal with that when it becomes legal. If I'm lucky enough, I get to fall asleep and have a dream in which I am paralyzed kind of deal. Um, uh, it recently happened where I had the situation where the faster I ran, the more uh, the, the more seized my, my, my body became. So in the dream, I knew I was running. I don't know what I was running from, but it was fucking terrifying enough to motivate me, apparently. Uh, the more I ran, the more I could actually feel my physical body in the bed uh, becoming paralyzed. Uh, which was totally freaky. Um, but if I'm not lucky enough to fall asleep first, what happens is it actually blends into reality. And those are the fucking freakiest things. Uh, the first time I ever had that was the most surreal. And it was laying there, and I had no idea I'd fallen asleep at all. Your visuals don't change at all. There's nothing to give you that feeling like you're in a dream at all. And suddenly I was lifted out of my bed and thrown against the wall by a force, like by nothing, like just like you'd, it would be a ghost, I guess you'd say, but I mean, I didn't render it as that at the time. It was just like a force uh, lifted me from my bed and threw me against the wall. And what makes these things so freaky is that you literally, there's no separation from reality whatsoever. So you know, this shouldn't, this doesn't happen. This isn't a problem. This is, this isn't a real life thing, but on the same token, it's in the middle of happening. So you kind of got to regard it to some extent because your consciousness has had no separation from reality to, to put you there. And the whole while, sounds like acid. And it, 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 yeah, it's like hallucinating. That's the only thing. It's like taking a hallucinogenic. <laughs> it's the only thing to compare it to. The only thing I've ever experienced nearly that vivid before. Um, and if it's that's the only that's pretty much the worst one I've had as far as my body being physically moved out of the bed by another force and me not being able to move. Keeping in mind that whole time I can't move, so I'm trying to fight against this force, and I literally can't move my body. The lesser 
extent of that is laying there and suddenly because what it is like paralysis if you think about if you're not trying to move how do you know you can't move but it's this feeling of weight like all of your whole body just gets like heavier and like you're sinking into the earth almost and you just feel it as like somebody sitting on your legs first and you're like well nobody's sitting on them let me move my toes uh, shit i can't move my toes and you literally feel like work through your body and flush through your body as you're laying there and there's nothing you can do and i try um like it's really hard this has happened like obviously i'm married now um it's happened a couple other times in my life while i've been in bed with a partner as well um and you try like i i try to uh you know signal that but like i know if i could just get my finger to move maybe i'd disturb them they'd move I, that would rock me out of this or something like that and it's crazy because you sit there and for all your might, it's it's got to be the closest thing to being in a waking coma as the fear that goes through you. Because it's not a rational fear. It's not even like, I think I'm really, you know, screwed. I'm never going to move again. It's the fact that this, the, the process of experiencing that, the dreamlike state of the paralysis comes with intense anxiety. So it's, you know you're in danger and you also know you can't move. And you don't know why either one of those things is happening. So you're just basically saying you're batshit crazy. Uh, basically, yeah. But it is a fucking freaky experience, especially when you don't know you're sleeping. I, I so, bet. I, yeah. mean, I can imagine that would suck. <laughs> Big time freaking sucks. So yeah, and I'm sure there's other people out there that go through this. So I, that's why I thought I'd take a little time to talk about my experience with sleep hey, paralysis. Because cool. there's got to be people out there going, shit, somebody else has felt it. I didn't want to tell anybody. I thought they were nuts. No, you're not nuts. That's a real thing, man. That's oh, sleep paralysis <laughs> is a real thing. That's I've, a crazy real thing. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've read about it and seen uh, TV on it. and mm -hmm. It's a thing. Now, typically it happens to me if I start... Or if I've started or stopped a medication in my lifetime, which doesn't, like I say that, like I'm doing it once every two or three months. So I'm not, I'm not a heavily medicated human being at all. But uh, when, whenever I've had, it tends to happen to me if I start or stop a medication um, or if I go through a major uh, change, uh, like lifestyle change, like even sleeping in a new location, it can happen. And this week, I think because I'm super freaking irrationally stressed about fucking traveling this weekend. I hate the idea that I'm leaving this weekend. Oh, for um, Christ's sake, you'll be fine. Uh, I'm just irrationally freaking freaked out about that. I think even though I'm trying to keep it under control, I think that's exactly what it is. Because it's the only thing changing this weekend. I, I have explained to you I'm what you out. need to do. <laughs> I have told you what you need to do. Shut up and don't cause any problems? Exactly. Oh. So I guess Monday we'll be talking about Kekistan. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, sounds good. If my plane doesn't crash or anything over the weekend. Oh, you don't say shit like that out loud. No, but if you say it on a podcast, then it's okay. Oh, yeah, and when you go to the airport, don't mention bomb. Just don't. Yeah. Okay, I'll try to Resist avoid. the urge. Okay. <laughs> Like, unless you like stuff going up your backside that don't belong up your backside. <laughs> that don't belong. Like is, fingers and flashlights. A, isn't that really just a matter of choice, though? Like, like, what one person thinks doesn't belong up their backside, somebody else might think belongs up their backside. Like Fair a, enough. A hey, no, 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 no. I'm good with that. One of my gay friends just got engaged Perfect. this week. Yep, no, no, I'm cool with that what i'm just thinking you might be uncomfortable with the situation i know i would be ah, who knows it depends if they're not glass of wine rubber glove lots of lube ah. <sighs> sweaty 
sweaty 45-year-old guy bending you over and straight in. Hold up, he's sweaty already? Well, <laughs> What's the situation he's coming into this from? You don't want to know. Did he have to chase me down or? No, probably tackled you as soon as you said the word bomb. Oh, okay. Don't do that at an airport, just don't. Because they told me to move through the metal detector, and I was like, thanks, you to bomb. And that's how it worked. And down he goes. <laughs> oh, Lord. We would have a story when he got out of jail. Oh, my God. That would be the that would be our best-rated podcast, hands down. How Paul got tackled by the TSA or whatever. Yeah. No, no. And I'd be laughing at you the entire time. You're an idiot. <laughs> I did get in, like, trouble. I had, like, one... Yeah, one of them was, like, a dick to me. And I know, like, everybody has trouble with the cheap level. But I, like, yeah, no, I had one be, like, just bullying me for no freaking reason. Last time I went through, I put down my water bottle next to... Like, and I was trying to be a decent person, because you know me, I'm not very confrontational. And there, I knew they wouldn't let me take my water bottle further into the process than I already was. And there was a garbage can there, so I was like, okay. And I hadn't given it up when I was technically supposed to, because they got the place where you can leave it. But now I was next to a garbage can. So I thought, okay, well, I won't throw it into the garbage can because there's water in it and it's recyclable so that's kind of an all-around stupid thing to do like it's like what if the water leaks in there somebody's got to empty that be a human you know so i just put it next to the garbage can well this freaking and like like that's the janitor or cleaning staff or whatever's deal the i don't i'm, I'm keep hesitating before i say tsa because i'm not sure if it's actually tsa here if it's a domestic flight if that's actually the right no, word. it'd be no, Canadian border security be, or whatever airport border. security. Yeah, it's just airport security. Customs, or not, not even customs, just airport whatever, security. Whatever, just airport and, security. And the dude literally audibly says to his best friend, I'm going to give this guy a hard time. And then he comes over and he's not even giving me like a fun hard time, which initially I thought, oh my God, this guy's got a sense of humor. He's saying it out loud. No, he was just a straight up asshole. So he's like, you know, somebody's got to clean that up and it's me. Like, and he's just like, like, I'm like, well, what, what did you want me to do with it? Like, somebody's got to take out the garbage, too. Is that you? Like, I can just pour it in there for you. Like, what do you want? Like, I didn't say all of that, obviously, because I don't like being detained at an airport. So I didn't get in an argument with him or anything. I was just like, yeah, but like, like, sorry, I thought I was putting it next to the garbage. That's where garbage goes. Like, you know, I would, I would ask what mistakes he had made in his life to be stuck in a dead end job like that. Oh, what mistakes he made in his life that made him so angry. Like, yeah, and, and again, that's where I go to the special room, and yeah. I, I get to talk to friendly people for hours. And I did not want to go to the special room. I so I was just like, whatever. Like, I mean, I'm gonna be. I you, he wins if I open my mouth because if I open my mouth, there's gonna be a time when I could be at home with my feet up on the table, but instead I'm gonna be in his security room. So if I open my mouth, he wins. He yeah, that's the best way to do it, is so, just shut up and don't it, and never admit to anything. But I was like, what the hell, man? So yeah, that's, so it, I have had, I have had a bad time with them recently. And that, that's that life advice. Year. That's life advice for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're talking to the police, security of any sort, uh, border agents, don't admit to anything. Yeah. Even if you did it. There we go. You don't admit to anything. Get a lawyer. Yep. Get a lawyer. Yep, you don't say anything. Yes, yes, sir. No, sir. Be respectful and do not admit to anything. Mm -hmm. I learned that a long time ago. Got me. It's got. It's kept me out of a lot of trouble in my lifetime. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, lawyering up is not just for 
Law and Order characters. Lawyer up, people. Um, speaking of shilling for things, which I almost did, just telling people to lawyer up. That was my public service announcement. I think. What? Um. You did you say you had to shill something this week? I do want to shill something this week. Okay, this sweet. is the positive. Okay. I want to shill Board Game Co. Ooh. Okay. www.boardgameco.com this is a fantastic idea out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh. Okay. And I just like saying Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, you made it sound good right. when you said it. Like, it was like in this corner. Like, I like the you way betcha. you said that. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I am G Life here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. G Life. Uh, Only while you're recording uh, 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 voices for G Hundy there. Only while you're recording lines is G Hundy. No, G Hundy's a spectacular character. Yeah, we're going to be meeting him in episode two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, get that, get that done. Yeah, I am working on it. I'm still happy with the way it's looking. It's not like I've hit some wall or anything like that. Well, it's, it's good because it, it looked better than episode one. Yeah. It'll sound better than episode one because I'm in it. Yeah. 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 I have a, it's funny whenever you're whenever you like make something and you have to stare at it and finesse it for months and months and stuff on end you know all the things that you're unsatisfied with <laughs> which makes a lot of people very critical of themselves and I think keeps a lot of people from really and I see that in um uh, like indie author circles and stuff like that that I'm a part of too self-doubt keeps a lot of people from releasing things um, and whenever and... you are responsible for something like that, you see all those flaws that you hate. So as you're saying, like, the audio is so much better. And stuff, I'm like, yeah, and I know about the two spots I hate, you know, and little things like that. It's, it's, it's yeah, but who cares? Put yeah, it no, out. Exactly. Somebody's going to like it. Somebody's going to hate it. Doesn't matter what you say, what you do. Mm-hmm. No, somebody's exactly. gonna, Somebody's going to hate whatever you do. You could yeah. be saving babies from a volcano and somebody will say that you did something wrong and you yeah. disrespected the volcano. Yeah. You're volcano <laughs> you know, it, shaming. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Put it out. If, you know what? Be proud of what you do. You're a good writer. Put the shit out. I definitely agree with the fact that, yeah, just putting stuff out. And I'm bad at taking that advice for myself. But for, no I give that, I know, I give that advice to other people, though, too. Because it might, your first thing might not be great. But if you get it out there, you get some response. And you're going to see people that like it. Oh, and that's, it's hard to get better if you don't try. Yeah. And also, the, somebody, I can't, and uh, it, I think it was, uh, it may have been Woody Allen that talked about it, uh, was the fact that the people who know you are the most critical people you're ever going to show something to. And it feels backwards and it feels wrong because those are the people that have sometimes probably supported you in things sometimes. and what. But if you're creating something that's like to make somebody laugh or to make somebody, you know, that you think or feel something or whatever the case may be, you're trying to affect other people's emotions. Four people closest to you, five people, ten people closest to you, don't represent thousands or hundreds even that could see that. And you can find so many things. I've seen this in um, workshopping for Twitter and stuff like that too, is there'll be things four people absolutely will not understand a piece, will not understand a joke, and you'll have seven more that thinks it's absolutely hilarious, that completely connect with that. And so many people hear the opinion of those first four people, and they go, no, no, you're right, it sucks, you're right, I was wrong. And they say, without hearing the opinion of that second group of people, you know, or that, however it might work in an individual circumstance, that's so important. (laughs) That's so important. The more people that see something, sure, there's some purely just not 
great things out there, but the more people that see something, the more opportunity you have to get that positive feedback. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of bowel issues, not really. That made no that that segue wasn't great. But anyway, that wasn't uh, the best one. It um, wasn't the best. So, hey, did I get a raise? Did you? Why do you want a raise? What do you? No, want I got a raise. Now? You got you a raise? can't. Yeah, because you canceled on me the other day. Yeah, I did. And what did I promise you? Cheese. Yeah, I got cheese on my sandwich now. Okay, so you've got lettuce, you've got bologna, you've got cheese, but no sauces. Mustard. Ah. Oh. This is getting out of control. I'm not going to be able to pay my employees anymore. Oh, this is getting to be a good sandwich. Dude, <laughs> it's getting juicy. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited about this. Well, everybody's lactose intolerant nowadays. Yep. Not really, I guess. Whatever. But people have it. It seems like it's a thing. Everybody wants, every, Everybody's lactose and celiac and everybody complains about everybody being lactose and whatever. Anyway, so so I thought because of that, it was pretty easy to go in and find out if you're lactose intolerant. It is a process. Let me tell you. Jesus. So I went in earlier this week and they I was going in to find out about both lactose and celiac just at one time. Get it out of the way. Knock one other thing off the list. It could be my issues um, in the stomach, not the head. That's I was going to say, yeah, there's there are a few issues. <laughs> so they told me that I'd be there for like three hours uh, and multiple blood tests, this, that, and the other thing. I thought that probably had something to do with the celiac testing because I know that's a little bit more severe. Um, like if you're if you're extreme celiac, it like involves puking blood and like some terrible freaking stuff. So I figured that was the more intensive test. It turns out it wasn't. So my day was going in and drinking this cup of well, it's pure lactose. It's free-based milk, is what it is. It's, Ooh, it's yeah, free basin. <laughs> it's like a six-ounce, eight-ounce glass of just lactose in its purest freaking form, and it's warm. Lactose is not cold. They need to melt it in hot water. Oh, so, that's just, it sounds yummy. Oh, it is. It's 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 the closest thing I can compare it to is neocitron with less of a lemon taste. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so it just kind of... Uh, and I wasn't allowed to eat for 12 hours beforehand or anything like that of fasting. Uh, so that was the first thing. That was breakfast for me was a glass of lactose. Yum. I think makes anybody sick, but I don't know. Anyway, so they took the first vial of blood before I drank that. They told me you got to come back in exactly half an hour. Time is of the essence. Uh, if you're two minutes late, like you're screwed. Time is of the end. So I'm like, okay, I will be back here. Not to mention, I can't walk around during this time. I have to sit. So I had to go out to these little leather chairs they have, and I had to sit there and just do nothing but screw around on my phone for half an hour. Because they apparently, if you walk around, you'll Simple. burn it off. Yeah, I guess. Simple, yeah. Kind okay. of like weird. Like I was like, okay, I can wander around the mall and do stuff. Nope, just sit in one place. Okay. So I went back. After my half an hour, they take another vial of blood. So now there's two holes in my arm, two things of blood. They uh, send me away, which I was so grateful that I didn't have to drink the stuff again because I thought I was going to have to every time I went back, and I didn't. It's only once, thank God. So they take the other, the, send me away, come back in half an hour. Okay. So I go away, do nothing again for half an hour. I come back. They take more blood. They send me away. Now I'm up to three holes. They send me away, and they say, come back in an hour. So now I've got to go sit there and do nothing for an hour. So sit there and do nothing for an hour. Then I go back, and they take their other vial of blood, and that's the test. So it take, it's like two and a half, three hours of just going, sitting in a chair, coming back, stab, blood. Go sit in a chair, come back, stab, blood. It's like it's so monotonous, and it seems so inefficient for something that so many people are diagnosed with. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I can't believe all these people went through, went and sat there for this. Yeah. I want to talk about poking, but that reminded me of another redundancy that was way more redundant. So I went to the recycle. Like, this is not a thing everywhere. I know this is such a that some people are never going to understand what I'm about to describe whatsoever. But uh, I went to the Bottle Depot, which is a place where you take yes. your recycling back. It's a recycling facility, but in... I think a Bottle Depot is fairly um, common. I don't think so. Um, I do. Not even all across Canada, just in the part of Canada I live in, we get a refund for bottles, this, that, and the other thing. So what happens is instead of putting your bottles with the rest of your recycling, you keep them separate, you take them to their own recycling facility, and then you get a refund for them because we pay an extra 5 to 10 cents on top of all the bottles we buy. So I know for a fact that isn't the case everywhere. A lot of places it just goes in your normal recycle. It's not, you don't get a refund. It depends on what the, uh, whatever it is, the state, wherever you live, what they're doing. It's individually. So that's not the case everywhere. Um, sure. So anyways, so yeah, we can bring our balls back for money is the end result of that. So I went to the recycling facility the other day and stood in line to bring my bottles back. The gentleman in front of me is my new comedic hero, I think. Um, he had brought Fuck. in a shopping cart. Okay, this isn't, this sounds like I'm about to describe a bag lady, like a homeless person. Like, no, 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 this guy was like probably a college student, like dressed, like whatever, like dead normal, like didn't look scuzzy at all. Yes, okay? yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. A shopping cart full of individual glass beer bottles. Not, 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 not in bags, not in case. He had moved out of the back of his vehicle into this coat by hand, <laughs> probably about 150 individual glass bottles, okay? On top of that, literally speaking, each of these beer bottles had had the lid meticulously replaced on them. And as he went through the lid, typically, like, you're, we're supposed to, Sort of, it used to be more of a thing, now it's less of a thing, but eh, that you had to remove the lid from your bottles before you recycled them. He goes through yep. the yep. entire coat of bottles, twisting these off, and you can tell, like, he's shaking his hand after a while, like, he's done, he's done two nights of work in a bar here, like, he's fucking, like, he's shaking his hand, it's, it's stinging, you get a, he's ripping the uh, tops off all these beer bottles again. Well, there's probably about a handful of about 15 bottles that he couldn't get the lid off of. So he set those aside because obviously he can't return them. Well, he finishes with all these bottles. He's taking a long good look at his reddened, probably blistered hand at this point. And he picks up the box that he's collected these in. And he says to the guy behind the counter, I guess I'll save these for next time the lid doesn't come off. And the guy behind the counter says the greatest words in the world to him. Oh, you don't got to take off the lids. Yeah, you don't. I know, after watching the guy take 150 of these lids, somewhere in that neighborhood, 100, call it 98, I don't really care how many bottles of beer were on the wall, okay? Take all these lids off, individually, obviously painstakingly by hand, for the guy mm -hmm. behind the counter that just watched all of this to say to him on his last 15, oh, you don't gotta do that. That's excellent. Um, so I guess last but not least, parking. So yes. If you heard our first couple episodes, how goes the war? Yes. If you, there was a bunch of people near me who were poking their vehicles three quarters of the way onto the sidewalk. And Assholes. I was not about to stand for that, so I called parking enforcement and I told them all about it, and they came by and they gave them some fancy little tickets, and now they no longer park on the sidewalk, which has been great. And they never went back to doing so, which almost surprised because there's a there's a certain group of people who would like. Yeah, like, oh, there, well, there is. There is. Yeah. Guy, they did it. I was kind of. Like, I'm like, good, 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 good news. Well, I was going by there the other day, and the poking enforcement guy was back. 
And I'm like, what? Leave, leave him alone. The vehicles are fine. They're right where I wanted them. No problem. He stops dead in his tracks, backs up, pokes, and begins issuing tickets to all the guys' vehicles again. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's poked. He's fine. What are you doing? I did. What kind of monster have I created? I, like, so I, I like, ah, like, so now I kind of feel like shit because I didn't want to cause the issue in the first place, but I wanted him to move his vehicles. Only way to do that was to cause the issue. So whatever. It's done. I thought all was good. He's getting more tickets now. So I'm like, what the hell? So I, I let him do his thing, whatever. I, I was on my way back from where I was going. I started looking around, trying to figure out, because there's like some signs and stuff. I started looking around. Turns out all these vehicles have been parked in a permit zone. Because um, <laughs> I live really close. I live directly next door to a major sports stadium. And you're so, close to the University of Calgary as well. And I'm super close to the university and a polytechnic institute too. I'm really fairly close, not as close yep. as the other two. So I'm right in like a prime zone of parking issues, right? Yeah. So, so it turns out this guy's been parking these three vehicles in a prohibited zone this entire time, getting away with it, just which I don't even care if he's getting away with it. There's no skin off anybody's nose that he's getting away with it. And so now though they're coming back and giving him tickets all the time because this guy's poking there and like his house is there like it's not like he's poking they're abandoning his car and going to school like th th it's his house and he's not even allowed to poke on the street in front of his house <laughs> missing this week is my co-host and producer of this lovely program shane hoopfer uh shane was uh, temporarily removed from us by a uh, medical situation, which, out of respect for him and his family, I will allow him to elaborate on a little bit more when he gets back to us. So this week, um, due to some very short notice, it's just going to be me. Um, if this is continues to be an issue in weeks to come, as he may also not be with us next week, um, then I may have a guest co-host with me, and we'll tackle that when the time comes, so. Well, with all that said, um, this is a new situation I'm in, uh, hosting the show alone, so we're gonna talk about a few things new that happened this week. See how I'm trying to theme up the show a little bit? Uh, um, so this is gonna be extra special because I have a weird issue today where I keep forgetting the end of my sentences, uh, before I get to them, so... That's going to make this just super awkward for all of us, too. Don't worry. Um, well, all of us. Maybe not. Inclusive. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, I'm not Paul F. Tompkins, so this is going to be a train wreck, as you can already tell. Uh, so, Jared Leto got a new Joker movie this week, and Twitter is up in arms. Everybody is up in arms. Uh, apparently, Jared Leto is not allowed to have his own movie, and it is just an absolute slight against God that he does. I don't know why everybody's so pissed off. Um, I didn't hate him, um, necessarily. Like, I, I don't think it's a horrible, horrible... Like, everybody is just super duper duper pissed off. Um, Twitter is just a glow with people, um, uh, well, kind of people on both sides. I mean, we have people, Bloodlust Leto, but I mean, that's obviously a major diehard Jared Leto fan. Um, we've got a whole bunch of, like, just hardcore Jared Leto fans that are defending him. Uh, at Bloodlust Leto said, Jared Leto doesn't deserve all the unnecessary hate that he gets, and I hope he's always having a wonderful day. 
Oh, that's a sweet sentiment. I know he could be a real bitch sometimes, and I sometimes say that I hate him, which is a joke, but I still 100% adore and respect him. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> so, that person is a little bit unstable. Um, hardcore Jared Leto fan, apparently, though. So, um, and... Uh, Karen Kilgaraff said, If I ever met Jared Leto, I'd whisper into his ear, I bet you're strong on the inside, too. So I have literally no idea what that... I I don't know what that means. Um, but the bulk of the attention doesn't seem to be the uh, highly positive. Um, Chase Mitchell, at Chase Mitchell, said, The only good reason to put Jared Leto in a movie is to keep him from making an album. Ouch. Ouch sauce. Like, what the hell, people? So, yeah, people are not too happy about this. It seems pretty certain that it's going to happen. Um, so I hope that there's secretly a whole lot of people who are going to see it, because otherwise that's going to be a pretty sad opening for a movie. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago I talked about the fact that they're making a new season of Arrested Development, which totally excited me. And since then, I have undertaken not watching it whatsoever. Instead, I've been binge-watching The X-Files, because I've never watched The X-Files. So, uh, today I decided that, in complete vain, I was just going to start re-watching all of Arrested Development. So now I've watched the first episode again, uh, and I haven't seen any of the new episodes. So, I, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I'm super stoked to, to find out how they did with the new... Uh, seasons. I think Maturowitz is just awesome, and I, yeah, totally want to see that. Um, I saw Coco for the first time. That's the Pixar cartoon thing. Um, it bothers me. It just, it just, it just, it just makes, it just, it just, I was watching it, and I couldn't figure out exactly why I kept being taken out of the moment. And the the whole thing, I think, the whole problem with it for me, and I know everybody's not going to agree with this, is the fact that the skeletons aren't consistent with skeletons. I, I, I expect their jaw to move in the way that skeletons move in animated things. And the, the jaw doesn't move that way. The jaw, the mouth moves like it's made out of flesh, but it's supposed to be bone. And I can't wrap my head around that it's like like what would happen like how it's it's not tangible if you went over and touched the face it 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 would have to either be squishy or it would have to be bone it can't bend and be a skeleton i'm sorry it it ruined it for me it just it destroyed it i couldn't get over it i tried my wife loves that movie and i wanted i wanted it to be i wanted to like it but I can't. I, I couldn't make myself like it. That... Well, no, it's not that I don't like it. I have nothing against the plot. I have nothing against anything. I got nothing against that. It's just the fact that the fact that their mouth moves like flesh bothers me. It's a cartoon. It doesn't have to be 100% real. That's cool. But the skeletons. And me, personally, it takes me totally out of the moment. So, I don't know. If you're still listening for some horrible reason, you just hate yourself that immensely... Uh, you, uh, can go ahead and comment if you've seen the movie and tell me what you thought of it. Um, just to knock off a whole bunch of kids stuff all at one time, I guess. Uh, um, 
The Chipmunks. Elvin and the Chipmunks. I was on my Netflix today, and I noticed that there was a new Elvin and the Chipmunks thing, and it wasn't that I was going to watch it. I don't have kids. I wasn't... But I was curious, because I've seen the other ones, so I was curious. I could tell that they were animated a little bit differently, and I could tell that, like, there was some differences. Okay. So, I had a look. If you can't tell, I'm stalling for time, because I wanted to get the name of this freaking person uh, who did this. Anyways, the new Elvin and the Chipmunks that they have on Netflix is just... I'm watching it, and it, it's kind of like Coco. I can't figure out what's wrong. I can't... I, I, I know that I can't handle it. I know there's, there's a little part of my brain that isn't going to make it through that experience. But I can't figure out what's bothering me so intensely. And then... It dawned on me. And I want people to watch this and just understand for my sake. This, it, this came from... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out who made this god-forsaken thing. It's just wrong. Janice Carmen. It was created by Janice Carmen. And I, it, it's... I'm just going to get to the point. The chipmunks don't have fur. They have skin. That's not cool. They got skin and they've got hair on their head. And instead of being chipmunks that act like children, they look like children that are the size of chipmunks. And there's a really big difference between those two things. Because their face doesn't have like the texture of fur that it's, it's had in its previous incarnation. And it's, it's creepy. And I was watching it and I found it super creepy and I didn't know why I found it so creepy. And that's why I found it so creepy, because chipmunks aren't supposed to have... This, well, the chipmunks have skin, I hope, but they're not supposed to have just skin instead of fur. It bothers me. It, it's just... I'm sorry if you think I'm petty, but I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm petty, I'm not sorry. Um... So that brings me to, I guess, read any good books lately? Yes, I have. I'll tell you all about it. Um, this is how I'm going to function without a co-host. I'll just talk to myself. Um, so <laughs> I have been reading, as of lately, Susanna Callahan, Ca Callan's um, memoir, Brain on Fire. And what happened to her uh, was that she, well, I want, I want people to go out and read it. Um, it, cause it's actually really, really, really fascinating and it has a really, uh, strong message behind it to an extent. And I need to explain that a little bit more cause it's not a preachy message or anything. It's just, it has to do with, um, uh, medical diagnosis. And it says inside the front cover of the book, I believe it says, um, to dedicate it to all those without a diagnosis. Um, and it becomes more and more and more apparent what that alludes to as the book goes on and uh, I'm not going to do it any justice in my description of it uh, but this this woman was a New York Post employee reporter and she um, ended up with this this problem that's uh, this this issue that's anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis and now I'm, I'm almost 100% sure I said all of that right and what it is it's an autoimmune disease and um, at the point that she was diagnosed so few people have been diagnosed um, so it, it was very, not a lot of people knew what to do, um, about it, and it was frequently, and remains, 
um, misdiagnosed. And it receives a diagnosis of schizophrenia or autism in a lot of cases. And um, the problem with that is that it's actually uh, extremely curable to a large extent. It's, it, it creates uh, psychotic behavior and seizures and things of that nature. But it's extremely, extremely curable if it's caught relatively early on, um, even up to quite a degree. But the problem is that when it's diagnosed as schizophrenia, that's a very easy diagnosis to hand over and just watch it progressively get worse. So people are diagnosed with schizophrenia and they continue um, to go on with the with this diagnosis of, of that degree of mental illness and they just continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And meanwhile, it's destroying their brain. This autoimmune disease is destroying their brain. So after it goes beyond a certain point, there is nothing uh, that they can do. And it's killing people and killed people a lot more before she spoke out. Um, and that's the really uh, awesome thing about what she did. Um, is It's killing people who are, don't have to die, who are being set aside in mental institutes and this, that, and the other thing, and being put into homes and things like that, who had every possibility to recover, but they received the wrong diagnosis. And it's um, phenomenal like that because you take something such as schizophrenia or such as um, uh, autism and it's not something that you're expected to ever recover from. It's not something that they say you can cope or they say you can make lifestyle changes. Or, But there's no way that you're going to lose that diagnosis and, and no longer have it. Um, Whereas anti-NMDA receptor encephalitis, I don't host a medical show here, people, um, is completely curable, entirely curable. It can be gone and done with, and people can return to living full, healthy lives. Um, so it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty remarkable thing, and there's not a lot um, that you necessarily hear about it. So I just totally urge everybody to get out there, um, read it find out about her. She did a piece for the New York Times about it. There's a feature film. So if you don't want to uh, sit down and read her memoir, you don't have to sit down and go through all that. Um, the feature film, I think, is the same title as the book, which is Brain on Fire. Um, and I would just totally uh, suggest anybody get out there and uh, have a look at that. It's very interesting information. And especially if you have a loved one or you yourself are... Uh, without a diagnosis or, um, you know, doubtful of a diagnosis in that kind of situation. There's, there's, there's nothing to lose by um, being tested. So, uh, but yeah, so that's a, that's a fascinating thing that I, I read recently, something that I totally think you guys should check out. That's kind of shilling, but uh, that's not going to be our shill section because today's going to be a little shorter because obviously I'm without chain and there's only so long you can kind of listen to me prattle on, and there's only so long that I can prattle on. Um, uh, so I'm going to take it upon myself to try to fill Shane's spot as the Schillmeister, as Ben Schiller, as Schiller Liz List, never mind. Anyways, uh, I'm going to kind of chill my own stuff. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about the multiple things that if you do ever go to the website in the opening, uh, everythingpaul.net, that you'll find there. 
Uh, so we talked last week, I think, or the week before about Criminal. Uh, that's a murder mystery novel that uh, I have available on my website. I wrote it over the course of about 10 years and released it at the end of 2007. Um, and yeah, I, it's kind of weird and awkward to talk about yourself, but if you go to the website, you can see a little bit more about that. Um, there's actually um, uh, two interviews on there, one in print and a separate interview that's uh, video. It was a Facebook Live interview. Um, that I did one with Delilah Cordova and one with um, a wonderful author's newsletter. Um, and if you go over there, you can have a look at that. And I talk a little bit more about it. Um, and it's not just me. So there's some more focused questions. Um, I also have my YouTube channel on there as well. Um, me and my wife do family-friendly YouTube vlogs. Uh, nothing quite anywhere remotely close to the content of... Uh, the Total Stick cast or uh, the Total Stick show or any of those things. Um, it's totally family friendly. You can sit down and watch it with the kids. We do a lot of things like um, taste testing, uh, trying exotic food and candies. Um, we have one coming up where we're going to be eating some Asian candies um, from Japan specifically and um, all kinds of things like that. So uh, we'll sit down and try various kinds of Kit Kats, do different things like that. Uh, just cool, fun things. Uh, give you some ideas of some new products to try. Um, we also do things other than eat, although we've been doing a lot of eating videos lately. Uh, we test things like games, uh, dollar store knockoff items. Um, there's all kinds of different things like that. Uh, we actually went in search of the world's sourest candy one time. That was a... Oh, that was a rough experience, I'll tell you. Um, so yeah, you can check that out as well. And all of this stuff, again, you can find on everythingpaul.net. Um, and then, of course, there's the stick show over there. And there is this, the Total Stick Cast, um, that you can find over there as well. Um, not too much more I can tell you about that other than with the Total Stick Show, if you haven't already or if you haven't heard us talk about it yet, there is all kinds of different shorts over there that you can watch. Um while you are waiting for episode two of the Total Stick Show. Uh, episode two is in the works. Everything is, as you would know if you've uh, been following the Stick cast, everything is recorded for it. Um, it's just a matter of the animation now. So, uh, And that is basically all in my court. And as you're hearing at the moment, I obviously have a whole bunch of things going on. So... Uh, if you also not so much on the website, but a couple of random things I thought I'd tell you guys about. Um, Facebook is all cram-packed full of these pages that share funny pictures for no apparent reason, and you just go through and people share their funny pictures and et cetera, et cetera. And one of those pages is actually curated by me, and I started it a whole bunch of years back for super corny and emotional-sounding crappy reasons cheesy stuff um because i thought that you know i could make people smile or whatever by sharing that kind of stuff anyways now it's been about six years seven years something like that and there is twenty-one thousand people that follow it and it's a little community so if you want to stop by and check that out that's called too fucking funny because at the time i didn't know that i would ever do anything that was family friendly or in that realm of things so it is called too fucking funny and you can find that on facebook um I am also, there's a music blog that exists that was temporarily by me that I sometimes think I might add to again. But um, rather than give you that, I think I'm going to say that will be linked on everythingpaul.net in the future as well. Um, because it's just built on a free website right now and, like, blah, that's 
That's boring. Everythingpaul.net is a real website. I don't know what that even means. So we're hoping that Shane is back next week, but if that's not a possibility, then we will probably have somebody. I'm not going to make any promises. Um, we'll probably have somebody with us either via um, the great big wide internet satellite thingies, um, as Shane is generally with me, or um, we might have somebody that's right here in the same room as me. Wouldn't that be insane? So... Uh, so however that ends up working out, um, we will be back next week. I think we're going to leave this at about this 20-minute mark for today, uh, just because there's only so much time, like I said, that you can possibly, humanly, listen to me prattle on without a co-host. Um, if this was going to be an ongoing thing, you'd have skits or something like that to break things up. But again, I'm not Paul F. Tompkins, the only man that can do a solo podcast for that long and not drive himself or the people around him insane. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, that's about that. I think I'm going to leave you with that. And, uh, Shane, if you're listening, quit using the Wi-Fi's hospital to listen. It's a filthy, unsafe thing. They warn you about that when you connect. Just don't do it. And also, get back here, because I'm not set up to do this alone. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we will be back next week with some form or iteration of the total stick cast for you. Um, so yeah, until then, I guess, to the outro. Bye! Thank you for joining us on the Total Stick Cast. Connect with us online through Twitter and Facebook at Total Stick Show. And you can watch the things we make on YouTube by heading to youtube.com and searching for Total Stick Show. Or you can also find our content on Newgrounds.com by going to TotalStickShow.Newgrounds.com. The Total Stick Cast is available on Google Play as well as iTunes, and your reviews will help other people find us and help us grow. Please take a moment to let us know what you think. The Total Stick Cast is hosted by Paul Johnson and Shane Hookfer, and produced by hey, me, Shane Hookfer. You can connect with Paul Johnson directly on Twitter at OffTheLP or at EverythingPaul.net. That's EverythingPaul.net. You can also reach us by email at TotalStickShow at gmail.com. This has been the Total Stick Cast. Thank you for making us part of your day. TF Total Stick Podcast Network.